Today brought to you by FanshareSports.com. Head over to FanshareSports.com today to check out their buzz ratings, their ownership tools to see who's going overowned and who is going overlooked to help you set your tournament rosters. All right, before we get into that, guys, I want to uh, have a little giveaway as a culmination here of the Ride in NFL DFS podcast for 17 weeks. If you've stuck with me. Um, and you are a fan of The Office. It's not every day that you get to frolic in the shadows of all of the Dunder Mifflin landmarks featured on The Office. Actually, for me, I do get to frolic in the shadows. Uh, as someone who works in downtown Scranton, as someone who uh, lives in a suburb of Scranton, Pennsylvania, amongst all of the, the landmarks and all of the uh, you know, establishments that they, that they frequent on the show. And I have, uh, over the Christmas holiday, I happened to go to Port Richard's pub, one of the pubs or the pub that they always frequent on the show of the office, uh, when they are out and about. And I have a pint glass, uh, directly purchased directly from behind the bar at Port Richard's where they are seen, um, in the show. And if you are a fan of The Office, you are a fan of this podcast, I will mail this pine class directly to you. Uh, it's a really cool glass on the front. It says uh, Poor Richard's Pub, Scranton, Pennsylvania. On the back, it says, you know, the slogan, ain't no party like a Scranton party. Um, so if you would like a chance at, you know, no cost, just one day, maybe next week, a beautiful pine class uh, featuring the Poor Richard's Pub logo and the office slogan will arrive at your door. Here's the only thing that you have to do when I tweet out the link to this podcast. So every week I, I tweet out, you know, week 17 is live and I'll have a little bit of a rundown of what I talk about on the podcast. Um, just like and retweet that post. Make no mention that it's for an office pine class because you might get some of my other followers that don't necessarily listen to the podcast or some other people on um Twitter might see that you're retweeting it because you want to try and win an office pint glass. Maybe some office fans that don't listen to the podcast. We don't want them to win it. So just like and retweet the link. And anybody that retweets it, no matter who you are, I don't care if you are, you know, an industry person that just happens to listen to this podcast that, that you know, writes fantasy football for a different website or whatever. Um, there's no limits. Anybody can win uh, this pint glass. So just like and retweet that week 17 post. Who knows? Maybe nobody wants this and you're one of only four people that retweet uh, the link and your odds are great then. I just want someone to get this uh, little gift during the holiday season that has enjoyed the podcast, that enjoys the office. So do that. You're entered to win. Let's get on to week 17 at quarterback, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start off at the value. Um, I, I don't really, I don't have much interest in Robert Griffin III. You know, he's not played all year. Um, I'm sure he is, you know, I mean, 
eight years ago or however many years it's been, he was one of uh, the top players coming out of Baylor, uh, Heisman Trophy, you know, all of the hype. But he really hasn't played this year. Um, I just don't think going against a vaunted top turnover defense in the Steelers is something that I want to target in a quarterback. I know that he is 5K. If you're going to go value, I would actually rather Case Keenum. He's $600 cheaper, $4,500. Has looked really good this year in certain spots. Even had, I think, 17 fantasy points against this Cowboy defense, which is 4X, basically, in week two. Uh, so, I, I mean, if you're paying all the way down, you have all the studs that you want in other positions, and you want a value quarterback, I think Case Keenum is your best bet in that instance. If you're going to, you know, go mid-range or pay up, I think it's between Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz for me. Last year, Week 17, Winston lit it up. I think he might do uh, the same again, a home game against the Falcons defense. They can't run the ball. So, uh, you know, if you're paying all the way up, Jameis Winston is definitely an option. And then, obviously, Carson Wentz, man. His his weapons are limited, but I really think that in this must-win game, uh, he has proven over the past few weeks that he doesn't need all those weapons. If Ertz is out, I think Wentz takes a big ding for me, and I might um, look to supplant him with somebody else in my cash game considerations. But those are the big three this week. Uh, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Case Keenum at the quarterback position. At running back, I mean, here we go again. Christian McCaffrey, nothing to play for, 10K. You would think it's a very risky proposition. However, Perry Kuhl said they're not pulling him. They're chasing records. He needs 67 yards to go 1,000-1,000 on the year. He needs a little bit over 200 yards uh, total to pass Chris Johnson's total yards from scrimmage. Uh, record set a few years ago. Uh, so I think they're going to be chasing history. Also, his entire family is going to be in the stands. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, qualitative reasons to be going after Christian McCaffrey. The Saints don't necessarily have a ton to play for. They need the Packers to lose for their game to matter at all. Um, I don't know if they'll be scoreboard watching or not, but um, I definitely think that Christian McCaffrey is one of my top considerations at the running back position, despite the fact that he has nothing to play for, I think. I mean, last year in Week 17, they only gave him about five or six touches, but he was chasing no records. They were out of the playoffs. His family wasn't in the stands, you know. This year, I think it's a little bit different. Perry Fuel, a different coach, by the way, said they're not pulling him, said they're chasing those records. So slot him in if you feel like you need uh, a stud running back. There are some other stud running backs, though, uh, at, at about 2K cheaper price that I like. Obviously, we saw Saquon Barkley destroy the Redskins' rush defense, and that is how you attack this defense. The Cowboys desperately need a win. I think Ezekiel Elliott, 20 fantasy points or more in three of his last games, is a huge part of the Dallas offense, uh, and I think he is a strong consideration as well. If we get word that Aaron Jones will be the lone back in that backfield. Jamal Williams had a shoulder in injury uh, last week. If Aaron Jones is the sole back in the Packers' backfield against a Detroit run defense that is pretty putrid, I think he's in consideration. Uh, and But only if 
Jamal Williams does not suit up. I don't think Dexter Williams, Trey Carson gets too much run uh, in this must-win game for the Packers to clinch this by. Aaron Jones, definitely uh, a consideration. And then, you know, Alvin Kamara is interesting. Um, Sean Payton says that the Saints are going to play as if they need to win, even though, you know, I mean, they need the Packers to lose for their game to matter at all. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I could see some type of, you know, weird pulling of the starters in the fourth quarter if they look up and see the Packers are up four touchdowns with a quarter to go, something of that nature. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily uh, keep me – that wouldn't necessarily keep me from playing Alvin Kamara. So I like all four of those studs um, in that order, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara. And then the two value backs that I like, Damian Williams, uh, especially if Sean McCoy sits, and then also DeAndre Washington if Josh Jacobs sits. I think we can go to both those backs. In tournaments, I think we could target the Patriots running back, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, even James White. But I do not touch Patriots backs in cash. At wide receiver, Julio Jones, the top option for me. Michael Thomas, 10K. I'm just going to go to Christian McCaffrey chasing records over a Michael Thomas that is banged up, has already broken all the records he needs to this year, and is playing on a team that isn't desperately trying to win. So I think Julio Jones is the top option there. Um, last year against the Bucks in Week 17, nothing to play for. Lift them up for 9-140-1. and one. Keenan Allen um, at, in the mid-range there, I think, is interesting against, uh, you know, a Kansas City team that doesn't allow deep bombs, right? So I think Mike Williams will be a little stifled, and they will work the underneath with Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. John Ross, man. The most air yards of any player in any game this this year um, last week against the Dolphins. I think he sees more of that this week. 13 targets last week. Just insane usage. And at 4,500, I think he might be chalk. But, I mean, if they're just going to light him up with targets all game against the Browns defense, John Ross is an absolute smash play. I mean, he catches one of those air yards targets for 50 or 60 yards, and he's already at 2x if it goes for a touchdown. He's already at value. Greg Ward, obviously, that condensed target share the Eagles have, I think, makes Greg Ward a a great play. Um, And then Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, We have to see if Kyler Murray is going to play. If he suits up, I like both those players. Brett Hundley makes things a little bit uh, less appealing. And then also Danny Amendola against the Packers. He probably won't see Jair Alexander. Uh, like Kenny Galladay will. And we saw two weeks ago Danny Amendola's ceiling, right? When David Blau was targeting him in the in the short range, he went for 8-100, hit the bonus, and I think that is in play again. He's come down to 4,500. He's not 5K this week, so that makes him a little bit more appealing as well. I do like the Giants receivers. I just think it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly which one of them is going to go off. Golden Tate, most appealing at 5K. Uh, seems like Daniel Jones really target likes to target him as well. At tight end, Tyler Higby, Dallas Goddard, Caden Smith. Those are the three players that I will be looking at, provided the Rams don't bench their starters, right? If Jared Goff isn't in and it's, it's Blake Bortles, I mean, that takes a little bit away from Higby, but he's just been a beast. Basically seven for 100 and maybe a touchdown. Over the, over the entire last month of games. 
if they're going to go full bore and play uh, with no restrictions, Tyler Higbee is my favorite tight end. I really like Dallas Goddard, despite the fact that he's up to nearly 5K. Ertz cracked ribs, you know, fractured ribs. He could probably play through that, but I I don't think he will be as effective. So I think Dallas Goddard kind of steps into that tight end one role this week, and I think he is a smash play. He pops on pretty much all of the uh, lineup generators that I subscribe to. He is one of the top plays. And then for value, Caden Smith at 3700 uh, against an Eagles secondary that, you know, isn't great against the tight end, and he has seen a ton of targets uh, in the last, oh, basically over the last month with Engram and Rhett Ellison out, especially last week. And then for your DST, there's a few that I like. I, I really like the Packers this week, you know, obviously in a must-win game against David Blau. I think they could turn him over, and at 3K, I think that's a really reasonable price. <clears throat> At the same price, the Steelers facing RG3 and Gus Edwards. I mean, the Steelers have the number one defense in terms of turnovers. We saw Ballhawk, Minka Fitzpatrick over the last, you know, five or six weeks just go crazy. And they've had some huge boom weeks. So I like the Steelers as well uh, against the JV Ravens offense. And then obviously uh, the Bears look like probably the best cheap option. Um, the Vikings have nothing to play for. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Diggs, Cousins, Cook aren't really out there. And the Bears at 2,100 um, could definitely 3 or 4x pretty easily. Uh, if you're trying to go studs, scrubs this week, the Bears are my favorite pay-down option. Okay, guys, that will do it for the Week 17 Cash Game Considerations portion of this Podcast. If I sound a little bit different today, it's because my wife got me AirPods for Christmas. So I'm going to flex on you right there. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it sounds better than the Bluetooth in my car. Normally, I just hit the Bluetooth button uh, in my car and record from my car's sound system. Um, today, I have the AirPods in. Uh, I don't know if it sounds clear. You can probably even make note of that uh, when I post the link, if it sounds better or worse. We'll see how it goes. Um, I can always go back to the in-car Bluetooth if that was clearer. Remember, when I tweet this link out, hit like, hit retweet. Make no mention that the reason you're doing it is because you want to win a Poor Richard's Pub, The Office, Dunder Mifflin-themed pint glass mailed to your door as a thank you for listening to the Riding NFL DFS podcast for 17 weeks. I will probably, almost definitely, see the last few weeks, and I know that you guys have heard this on my podcast, I kind of let you in on it, last few weeks have been pretty crazy. Um, I haven't gotten to an update pod on Saturday night or Sunday morning to kind of uh, update you on my cash considerations from Thursday. This week, being off from school, kind of everything's in like relax mode at this point. Uh, I think I'll probably be able to get to it, although it is my daughter's birthday this weekend. I should be able to sneak away for 10 minutes to update you on any changes. But as always, keep in tune to Twitter, to uh, Inactives Sunday at 1130 and at 3 o'clock to adjust your lineups accordingly. Good luck in week 17. I will be back uh, on Monday morning for a review show. And then, as always, we will take this 
into the playoffs to discuss the wildcard divisional and conference championship slates. Good luck in week 17.